What do you call two guys that were there when this happened? Back to return at Spurlock. Michael Spurlock at the 10. He's to the 20. He's to the 25. Or the 30. To the 40-yard line. We could see history. 50, 40, to the 30-yard line. Run, Michael. Run, Michael. Run, Michael. Run. Touchdown, Tampa Bay. There you go. And that 62-yard field goal attempt. It is good. Good. Eagles. Who can forget? Again, looking again. Those up the middle. It's intercepted at the Derek 40. Brooks. Derek Brooks, 30. Touchdown, Tampa Bay. Derek Brooks, the most valuable player in the National Football League. There it is. The dagger's in. We're going to win the Super Bowl. We call them the Salty Dogs. Hey there, Buccaneer fans. It's once again time for the Salty Dog Podcast. I'm Scott Smith. I'm Jeff Ryan. And hey, Jeff, it's just you and me today. It is. But we have so much to talk about. Yeah, we don't have any uh, honorary Salty Dogs like Chunk Corals nope. or young whippersnappers nope. like nope. Cam Brate. I'm sure you'd like me calling them whippersnapper. Yeah, well, as old as you are, that's what you would have to call He them. would know the word, Yeah, being a Harvard guy. Well, yes, his vocabulary is very large. But yes, we have a lot of, of topics to cover Um and we also have a lot of questions this week. I Good. guess people heard me last week saying that the mm-hmm. and so they, so I, I took them all. I have everything, it, and there are a lot of new people. Somebody from Brazil. You know what? It's, from Germany. You know what it's from? You wrapping it. Uh, that was two episodes ago. So I, delayed reaction. It takes time. It takes time. Hey, before we start, you noticed how we changed the studio up a little bit. Yeah. How'd you get all the stuff around the pool? Well, it wasn't easy, but you have to understand it's kind of a Japanese thing. Where Feng Shui? You, yes. You face the west, the water to the east. Okay, right. Okay. I like it. So the pool is right now to the east of us. We are facing west. I don't like where you have that fern, though. It's throwing off my Feng Shui. Well, I'm trying to change it. Now, this may <laughs> not mean anything. But what if it does? What if the podcast gets way better and that rubs off on everybody and, and all of a sudden the bucks turn it around? You got to do something different. Right. You can't keep doing the same. Okay. I'm mixing it up. You know, my butt's on the line right now. I'm going to do what I think is the most important thing to do. So someday scholars of, of Buccaneers football will look back at the amazing comeback this team made and realize it all came down to you turning this table 90 degrees. And they're going to go. Which is, by the way, guys out there, all he did. Yeah. And they're going to go, who knew? <laughs> So, so, okay, uh, so what a game, huh? Well, well let me, let me, <laughs> I had an idea. Here. Okay, since go we ahead. have so many questions and since we don't have to break this up with a guest in between. Okay. Why don't we sprinkle the questions in throughout the show? Oh, because they probably pertain to the game itself. They, it's a lot of the topics we're going to be talking about anyway. Okay, so let's do it so that way. We'll just, we'll, we'll do a few topics. We'll get to a question, mm-hmm. et cetera, et cetera. That's fair. I like it. I mean, we may throw some people like, uh, uh, dear old Rusty out there off uh-huh. for equilibrium a little yeah, bit, but well, got to keep everybody on their toes. So, so we're not going to have an end of the podcast question. So you just need to listen to the whole podcast to know where your question yeah, falls. Yeah, I mean, one of them could be at the end. You know what that's called? It's called a tease. You're going to make you listen to the whole damn thing. The whole thing. I like it. All right. Okay. Um, yes, the two the two main stories we need to mm-hmm. cover first are uh, the move that did happen and the move that did not happen. Okay. And I'm sure you know by that I mean a change of kicker, but not a change of quarterback. What, what do you want to talk about first? Uh, whatever. I'm got okay, the opi- quarterback thing. Got an opinion on both. <laughs> okay. Um, the quarterback thing. Let's just share. All right. A, did you think that they were going to go back to Jameis Winston? No. I'll admit that I did. Really? Yes. I, I thought they would go back to Jameis because um, of the whole storyline that Dirk even acknowledged he understood in the press conference on Monday uh, of you got seven games left. And then you're still trying to decide what your future with Jameis Winston is. I, presumably, uh, mm-hmm. maybe this means they're not trying to decide, and they already know. There's that. Um, so I, but I thought they would want to see him the rest of the way because I don't think it's Fitzpatrick's fault for the most part. Obviously, everybody shares some of the blame, but since he came back on the starting lineup, we still have lost two more games, mm-hmm. and we still have turned the ball over, which in some instances was part of his fault as well. Right. So I didn't. I thought they were going. That being said, and I'll let you you talk about it as well. But that being said, I actually like that they're sticking with Fitz um, because a the reasoning behind it is not just that it gives you the best chance to win, but that that's still important. In other words, he's still basing Dirk is still basing his decisions on the concept that this team can turn it around. So at least for now, I like that. I like that. So that's good. And I think probably you look at it and Fitzpatrick just gives you. Both guys can move the team. He probably gives you a better shot at a cleaner game, and a cleaner game is all this team needs to start winning. Yeah. Okay, what do you think? Oh, well, I like the decision because there are seven games left. And if you're in charge, just like I turned the table, 
to make that makes you in charge. Well, you're in charge of the podcast because you turned the table. Were you down here turning the table? No, no I didn't know there, there was turn table turning going okay, on. Okay, so I made that decision. I'm in charge. Send me a, an invite next well, time for the table turning. Come early and you'll ceremony. get it done. Okay. Um, you know, he is the head coach. He's going to do what he thinks is best. Uh, he still thinks, as you said, they can turn it around. I like the fact of doing it is that he does believe at this stage that Fitzpatrick gives the best opportunity to win. Now, there's seven games left. How many games do you really need to see Jameis in if you need to make a decision on him? You Even can if still you, do it a couple games you, from now. You can do it in three games from now. Yeah, you, could do the, you could do the month of December. That's true. Month of December has five games. So if you say, okay, let me go this route – because I'm going to have time. If it goes, if it all goes down the tube, then at least I still got four games. I can take a look. Yeah. How many games do you need to see? No, him I at? think you've made a very good point there. You've convinced so, me on that. One. So, uh, but I know I, you don't hear me say that. Yeah, I know. Often. Shocking. Well, I gave it some thought. Um, I thought that uh, uh, at, at this stage, um, definitely can move the ball. There's yeah. no question. Um, I just don't. Un- I, it blows my mind. The I'm, turnovers. It just. Whatever could happen right. happened in that game. Bad snap. What, what, what sack is, you don't feel coming. What, what do you think that the, the snap itself? I, I mean, mean, just think about this. I don't know why that was. Jensen hasn't had any big snapping no, problems. yet. third down. No. He's been doing it zone. for 20 years, right? Well, what do you mean? Back well, to high school? Well, yeah. But talking I mean, about Ryan Jensen? Well, yeah. He's, he's like what? in his fifth year in the league. Oh, is that all? Yeah. He's what, 25, 28? I'd imagine about that. All right. But well, the point eight is, years old, been, been doing. <laughs> no, yeah, no. What I'm just saying is that I did not see that coming. But well, think it, about the sack fumble near the end there. Right. The play before that, he found Mike Evans open, in but delivered a little. Well, it was kind of in this in the soft spot in the zone, but he was a he he threw it a little low and and hard, and, and maybe Mike comes up with that sometimes, but it was a hard catch and he didn't. Yeah. And so we never would have got to that sack Mm-mm. fumble play if he if Fitz throws it as accurately as he normally does. Yeah, he threw it he threw it more as a bullet where yeah. he I don't think he necessarily needed to, but he was be- being pressured so much no, all day that he did deliver it. I thought it was a catchable ball. Yeah, and I'm not, especially and for a guy of his talent. Yeah, and I'm not blaming. I'm not saying, hey, Mike, you. He's not going to no, catch them all. No, no, he's not going to catch them all. But if I had to throw that ball, I feel pretty good about. If you throwing throw it, it to Mike ten times, he catches it eight times. I think so. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and and you're right. That play, um, it, but you know, stats are for losers. That's what well, Raheem said. That's what Raheem said, and it's not it, true. But I mean, you can pick out certain stats and dismiss them, and right. that's fair. Um, but you can't say that stats in some cases don't reflect what well, you're doing. Well, that's true. That's true. So, so, um, so yes. Speaking I, of stats, mm-hmm. another reason why I'm glad Fitz is staying in there is because I thought if they made the switch, it would probably be for good, and mm-hmm. that would be the end of, of Fitz starting this season. Right. And I just selfishly would like to see him get one more 400-yard passing game and set the all-time <laughs> NFL record. Do you, were you aware of this? Only because... Three quarterbacks have ever thrown 400-yard game, four 400-yard games in one season... Peyton Manning, who will be in the Hall of Fame. Yeah, he's okay. Dan Marino, who is in the Hall of Fame. Okay. And Ryan Fitzpatrick, who has done it in six starts. Yeah, you know, that's insane. You kind of. I know the game has changed. I get yeah, that, but still. I, but still, yeah, you still have to be throwing it. I mean, yeah, well, that's still, part of it. We keep right. being behind. We have to keep throwing. But except you, for the New Orleans game. you know, you got to be accurate. I. It, it's a cool story. I mean, yeah, I he's like been it. around it's a long it's a great time. Note. His kids are old enough to know what he's doing. Did you know that we uh, that the Buccaneers passing offense is on pace to set the all-time NFL record? I do because I listen to you a lot. Well, that's incredible too, isn't yes. it? Yes, considering and that, not just by a little. Yeah, low pass to like three hundred yards. When you when you say Buccaneer football, you don't think of offense. I mean, it's just I the know. nature of the beast. That's going to be one of our questions. How about that? In fact, let's jump. Well, no, no. We said okay. we're going to talk about the two. The yeah. Two, the so, other one's so I I think at this stage, I you know everyone is saying. We, we need to find out what Jameis can do. Everyone is not saying that, Jeff. And well, I can tell you that because on Twitter, there's a war going on between about who's doing the what? Fitzpatrick okay. supporters and the Winston supporters. Well, it, uh, I, I like Every time one of them messes up, the, the, that <laughs> yeah, half of the, yeah, the yeah. crowd goes, see, hey, it wasn't Jameis. Who's, who's your favorite? see, it wasn't Fitz. Who's your or, favorite quarterback? Yeah, the guy on the bench. Right, exactly. uh, so probably Ryan Griffin right now. Right. Uh, so the kicker thing. Yeah, you needed to do it. You had to do you it. You had to do it. Uh, the, uh, you... you, you you hear, it was pretty clear after he missed that thirty-yarder that that at the beginning of the game that that was going to be 
that was going to be the last straw. And, and it was, you know, you got these snarky guys covering the team in the press box saying they should just cut him right now. Really? Then what are you going to do if you're going to try it? He did make a field goal later. Who's going to kick the ball for the rest of the game? Sometimes I just wish that people need to step back just for a second and realize whatever your job is, you know, if you don't perform, you're going to be released from your job. But nine times out of ten, it, whatever you do for a living at work, they're not walking in and fire you right then and there. A lot of a lot of us crazy. are a lot of us are in professions where um, our failures aren't so magnified mm-hmm. and publicized and, no. and on display for everybody, and where and, we yeah. can get away with it because our bosses aren't going to be fired at the end of the year yeah, if they, we don't do our job a little yeah, bit better. They can't see everything. Yeah, um, they can't see everything because we're not televised. But I, anyway. I, in, in that, I was talking to Martin Gramatica after the game. Oh, that's good. And Martin made an interesting observation, and I didn't do the research on it, but you, you would probably know, or uh, someone will correct us. Uh, Martin did make the comment that he felt like he missed every every time he did. He always missed his first kick. He seemed Chandler to, did? Yes. Yeah. Whether it was an extra point weird. So or whether it was – well, he talked before about that an extra point is not an extra point anymore. Right, right, it's right, a field right. goal. You have to. He said previously when we had him on mm-hmm. that that was affecting kickers because getting those freebies, those those extra points Easy. that you never miss, kind of got your confidence up and got mm-hmm. you in a zone, right? Right. And now and you don't have that anymore. Correct. And that, and he, and and so when he made that comment, he goes, "Yeah, you, you're you're struggling." And when you go out the first go, if you if it's an easy extra point like it used to be, mm-hmm. it just what you stated, you get your confidence going. But now you go out and you kick your first one and you're thinking, I need to make this because things haven't been going really well mm-hmm. and it's a psych. And Martin, like Martin said, he goes, I really feel bad for the guy. Yeah. And, and then in his next breath, he goes, I was there. Yeah, that's so right. It, was. it happened to him. It happened to him. And, and he said, it's very frustrating because your whole life you're able yeah, to kick. Yeah. And all of a sudden it goes away. And that's you and, and that's it. It's yeah. why. What, what, what is transpired? Well, hopefully so, Chandler is, is young enough and has a lot of kickers uh, yeah, get through yeah. this and then come back and uh well the way the kicking thing is is all you have to do is stay in shape because it's only someone's going to call you yeah Yeah, they you know it's easy to it's we can't really truly psychoanalyze chandler and get inside his head Mm -hmm. so we don't know that he lost confidence or Mm -mm. that that was affecting his job but it's also fairly easy to make that guess Mm -hmm. that as things start to go bad for any kicker it gets in your head a little bit it seems like a likely guess and probably it's the better answer for him long term because once he gets back and back on track he's still got the talent yes he's done it before it's like a golf swing he'll be it back. just your golf swing yeah. goes away if you ever had a golf swing i'd never had one because no. golf is boring but yeah. um well i wouldn't expensive. say i wouldn't say that i'd say it could be I expensive would. but it's not boring it's very boring not if you're playing it's not i found it boring really yeah a stat guy like you, there's all these different stats that you stats can have. Stats in every sport. There's well, f- more fun stats in, like, softball. Okay. Cause, all right. We'll go with that. But anyways, yes. Okay, so we bring in Cairo Santos, yeah. which is something I think they'd been talking to him for a few weeks, saying, you know, this could happen. And they didn't want to make – my opinion is they didn't want to make a move right away because they felt very good about uh, about Chandler. That's why they brought him in, and they wanted to give every opportunity – and then it's a question of, I mean, you know, they did bring Carlos in before. Cairo. Or Cairo, I'm sorry. And so. Um, I think Carlos Santana. Yes, that's, that's what, what I'm thinking. thinking of, right? Yes, I was. Plays the guitar. I know. I know. No, no. Yes. Well, there's also a baseball player. Yes. Named Carlos Santana. Okay. Now, I digress. And so did I. Yes. I digress with you. Um, uh, yeah. I, 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 when you make decisions like that, it's, it's like you just said, everybody says, cut you right away, cut you right away. But you know you've got you've got an investment in this stuff, so you have to make sure that it's not just a little quirk. And in this particular instance, it it seemed not to be a quirk. It seemed to be at this stage of his career, he he he's not kicking in a consistent basis. Yeah, so. and and Cairo's had some pretty good. Um, he's had some pretty good. He's Argentinian, is he not? <sighs> I just read that. I can't remember. I know he went to school in Saint High School yeah, in Saint, Saint Augustine, Augustine, but he grew up in. Now I can't remember. Well, now I didn't mean to throw you off. Well, I just wrote it in yeah. the story last night, and now I can't remember which country it is. Darn it! No, that's South right. American country. For Someone sure. will remind us. So let's throw in a question here. Okay, because um, I was talking about the uh, the offensive numbers and how they're going through the roof, right? Mm-hmm. Not just passing, but mostly passing, but also the Bucks could could finish in like they're like. They're like third or fourth most total yards teams ever had through nine games, that kind of thing. So this is a relevant question from Mike Gizzy. 
Hello, Salty Dogs. My question to you is, could our offense be overrated? I only ask this because we've been down a lot in games and opposing defenses play a prevent defense, hence they allow us to get a lot of yards, but we burn up time. I'd love to hear your take on this. Thanks, Mike from New Jersey. P.S. My father had season tickets to the Eagles at the Vet. Fun times from 2003. Yes, I was there when we shut the Vet down. Yeah, me too. That was awesome. Me too. Nothing makes me happier than shutting down the Vet and then winning the first game in Lincoln Financials. I I mean, blowing them away. Oh, yeah. 17 to 3. Joe Jervicious made two amazing catches. They could move the 17 ball. Nothing was 17 it? nothing was yeah. 17 nothing. Yeah. 17 nothing. Yeah. I thought, thought we were going to the Super Bowl again. That's that what year. players, a player told me after mm-hmm. that game that he thinks, he says, we're better this year than we were. And then everything went down yeah. the drain. Due yeah. to Mike got hurt and Jervis Joe got, got hurt. hurt yeah. on the same play. But now, yes, yes. Again, so we, we digress. On career highlights, nothing was because w- too many games at the vet that we lost. And yeah. it was not Leading fun. up to it, it was perfect. Yeah. It was, the, best, the best line always was when uh, the fans would be, when we would lose and. The fans would be making obscene gestures to the bus. Gene would always look at him and go, yeah, well, we're going where the sun is. <laughs> you're going to be cold the rest of the year. You do get a lot of your number one signals when yes, you're leaving yes, Philly. That's yes. definitely true. Uh, so the, to the question, uh, it's a fair question. I think so. Um, not necessarily for the reason that Mike states, that we're piling up yards because we're always behind and they're playing prevent defenses. I don't really think. No, I don't buy that. Well, they're not really playing prevent defenses. We've been down so so fast against like Chicago and Cincinnati and Atlanta and Carolina, maybe not Atlanta, Carolina. Uh, we've been down so quickly that we're talking about the second quarter while this is happening and teams aren't going to a prevent then because mm-hmm. for one thing, they're rolling with the way they are doing it. Like mm-hmm. Carolina putting all that pressure on us. That They were definitely 100% not playing prevent. And the defense. way the league is right now, you can't go into prevent because someone can sneak up on you and start scoring fast. If Which you we've sc- done multiple times. Right. And so I, I don't I don't believe I, I mean, that's something that you could say, yeah, they're just getting garbage yards. Oh, no, I don't buy that at all. No, but I will, um, I will at least partially agree with this idea that the offense is overrated and and that's because as we continue to say the Bucks have the top-ranked offense in the league, and as we talk about these notes, the records they could break, it's yards. And as we're finding out in the NFL these days, yards are easy to come by. I mean, teams are averaging. When we won the Super Bowl and had the number one defense in 2002, the Buccaneers – Defense held opposing teams to about 230 or 240 yards per game. That was number one, but there were other teams mm-hmm. that were underneath 300. Right now, like last week we were playing Washington, and they were ranked 10th in the league in defense, and that's in yards, and they were giving up something like 350 yards per game. That's just what it is now. You can you can get yards and yards and yards and not have it translate into points. The Buccaneers don't have the number one or even the number five, or I don't after last week's game, we're probably out of the top ten in scoring, and that's mm. what's really important. Mm. So, I, that's what I was going to say. Yeah. That's, yeah, if you and and we turn the ball over too much. And what's crazy is you don't have to score a whole lot more than what we were doing. I know. That's I think that probably. Well, we were averaging well, twenty eight points a game before this last mm-hmm. one, and that should be enough to win. Yeah, but you're always like a possession away from right. tying or a possession away of, of of taking the lead, and you just can't close the deal at but this stage. I don't think that the, we are overrating the talent of this offense. No, I don't. No, no, no. There no, are no. so many weapons on this team. Quit rattling that paper. Sorry, you make it sound like there's a fire going on. Old. Is that an old trick? That's an old trick. An old radio okay, trick? okay, we'll just stop it's for a, little, a second. It's like okay. a gum wrapper. Okay, so we're going to light our fireplace uh-huh. here. I'll strike the match and hear the fire. Well, what was the match striking sound? <laughs> That's not bad. Slower. Uh, it's so warm and hearty in here now with this crackling fire, fire chestnuts nice. roasting. There you go. We've all learned something. There you go. Well, you're you welcome because you already knew it. I knew it. Yeah. So yes, I would say, and I don't think a coach in this building would disagree that if you want to say we have the best offense in the league, that you're overrating it because you got to score points. Yeah, you got to score points. But I, we have the talent. When we, you know, Cincinnati, Mike Evans, your main guy, goes off, 180 yards, two touchdowns. Both quarterbacks are thrown into him a lot. Then we go to Carolina. And they purposely take away Evans and Jackson and Godwin on the outside. And so O.J. Howard and Adam Humphreys go off. And then in this last game, we're not getting much from O.J. Howard, getting – not, you know, about 50 yards each from Deshaun and and, uh, Mike. So it's Godwin and Jacquez Rogers that go off. There are so many weapons on this team that no matter what you try to take away, and especially with a heady quarterback like Fitz who knows what he's doing – he's going to take what the defense gives you and there's always going to be something because we have so much talent on offense. Is it me or Adam Humphreys all of a sudden got a burst of speed out of nowhere? He just like, he's like he's getting shot out of a cannon. He's always been quick. Yeah, but I mean, he goes and then you think it's over and then... 
He's having his best year. Yes. And he's headed towards and a new contract. contract. So good job. Good job good for on him. you, Adam. You know, speaking of, of getting fired out of a cannon and keep going, Peyton Barber. Yeah, he ran well. I mean, he ran really well, yeah. and it looked like it was over with, and he kept churning and kept yeah, you know, he does that getting that extra extra yard. So. That's definitely uh, one of his best features mm-hmm. as a runner is that he get extra yards. Mm-hmm. But I think he's also – we had a couple plays, and one was Sean Wilson, too, where we, there were sort of – and I don't want, know what type of run this is called, but it's sort of a handoff out of a shotgun, and it's kind of going diagonally towards the line, mm-hmm. shooting through a gap at a 45-degree angle. And I thought he ran those very well. I, I thought we blocked those well. And, you know, he got 12 yards on the last play of the first quarter and 13 yards on the first play of the second quarter, and we were off and running towards that red zone. That maybe maybe what we need to do when when they're in the huddle is don't go, okay, we're in the red zone. Let's go. Let's Hey, we're on the 50-yard line <laughs> and, because what's the difference? But then Ryan might try to throw a 40-yard pass, and everybody, oh, everybody would be confused and, and – and then and Bob, go, Bob, Bob and row, row five will catch the <laughs> touchdown pass. Uh, all right, so we've answered one question there. All right. um, so let's get back to talking about other topics. One of them, um, we had some roster moves today, and I, I got to admit, one of them worries me a little bit. Okay. And I'll tell you why. All so right. we already we already talked about the kicker thing. Oh, and I said today because we're we're recording this on Tuesday. Mm-hmm. On Tuesday, the Buccaneers also put Evan Smith and rookie running back Sean Wilson on injured reserve. Promoted Dari Ogumbawale, which I was glad about because I get to say Dari Ogumbawale. Good. And I'm glad you're saying it. It's really not that hard. Donald. <laughs> <laughs> Donald Ige Bikway. Yeah, yeah. Dari Ogumbawale. Uh, I've actually kind of been hoping he'd get a shot at some point this season. He's a bigger. He's a big back. Uh-huh. I thought he looked pretty decent in the preseason. But the other guy we signed, re-signed, who was here for a week in week eight, Kevin Minter, the linebacker. And nothing against Kevin Minter, but it worries me that we're signing a linebacker. Mm-hmm. Because we already have six of them, I think, mm-hmm. and we usually don't go higher than that. So that makes me worried that somebody's injured. Could be a precautionary thing. The the linebacker that was out of the game for a while right. was Levante Davis. Yes. Who, by the way. Came back. Played in his 100th career game on Sunday. Already? Yeah, I know. Isn't it amazing? He's been here since that long. Think about hey. how long Gerald McCoy's been here now when you think about it. Oh, what, nine years? His first was 2010, so this would be his ninth season. Yeah. Wow. So, yeah, Levante's been around long enough to play in 100 games. I'm sure they were all starts, too. Mm-hmm. I don't really remember. Um, well, maybe it's just a safety measure right I think now. at this point we can clearly say he's one of the all-time Buccaneer greats. Yes. But signing Kevin Minter worries me. Also think about the fact that this there's one more week that Kendall Beckwith could practice, and then he either comes back or, or, or is mm-hmm. put on a reserve list for the rest of the year. And um, – so signing Kevin Minter right now just makes my brain think about those two issues because I'm wondering if, if that's hedging bets against either of those being an issue. And I don't want that to happen, especially Levante. No, no, but it also could just be a safety measure that they have the, they have a chance to yeah. you know be prepared just in case. Well, sure, but that, that means they're preparing for something. Mm-hmm. They didn't do it last week. Well, so that's just it makes me Well, nervous. Levante wasn't hurt last week. That's my point, Jeff. I, well, that's why I'm saying that's why they're making the move this You're week. You're trying to be glass half full about it. I get it. But – if they're doing it as a precautionary reason, there's, there's something to be Set precautionary yes. about, and that worries me. Yes. Better that they do that now than not have anybody. Here's another little weird stat for you. All right. Did you know that Godwin, Chris Godwin has four miscellaneous tackles this year? You know how a receiver gets a tackle, right? Uh, called a pick. Yeah, or sometimes it could be a fumble, fumble too. But yeah. in this last game when Josh Norman intercepted that ball at the goal line and got up and nobody had touched him and started running, there was a moment I thought he was going to go 100 yards. I thought I, I was seeing the guys he was going to have to weave through, and they were mostly linemen and the quarterback. Yeah, I'm with you. And I'm like, he's already passed most of our faster guys. And then from out of nowhere, Chris Godwin catches him from behind because he was hustling his butt off. Called not quit on the play. And and that guy does that. He And he's got four of those tackles. So mm. clearly when, when hustle is required, he is hustling to the end, which is not surprising. We kind of no. know that about Chris. He's another guy I really want to get on the podcast, but I couldn't find him on Monday. Oh. Well, we will get him before it's over with. I'm going to try to get him next week. Okay. I like it. He's a good guy. Anything. Yeah, and I think we fans would really enjoy hearing him talk. But I just was, I was adding up the stats um, after the game. I was uh, updating our stats and saw that he has four of those already. And you get them, you know. It's a good thing and a bad thing. It's a good thing because he hustles and makes the tackle. It's a bad thing because we keep turning the ball over. Yeah, I'm just so. throwing that out Jeff, there. <laughs> since since Josh since Justin Evans intercepted a pass in the first quarter in Week Three against Pittsburgh. 
We have not had another defensive turnover. You cannot. We have turned the ball over 23 times since then and and taken it away once, and that was on special teams. It's incredible. Can't explain it. Inexplicable. At this point, it's gone past defensive failings to the point of unbelievably bad luck. Yeah. It's crazy. We haven't had a single ball just bounce our way. Not a sniff. A guy drops it. We, who's, they, they never fumble against us anymore. And if they do, it goes out of bounds. Mm-hmm. It's it's insane. Yeah. yeah. And when, the hardest part, you got to get the one. If you get one, then they pile you up. You like yeah. to say that. That's true, though. Well, it, it so has far, been shown I, to be true. So far, I've been right about those. If you get yeah. one, you can get to five real quick. So I'm just, <laughs> they weren't the type I'm of ones. I'm just throwing one. it out there. All right, let's do another question. All right. From who? Alexander Nascimento, uh, who is from Brazil. Oh. It might be Alexandra. Alexander, it's R-E at the end. But anyway, I'm sure that's just the way they spell it. Hello, Mr. Scott Smith and Mr. Jeff Ryan. So I lo- see what you. a respectful what, young man. Yes. Yeah. I'm a 30... Oh, he's not that young. Uh, I'm a, I'm a, I mean, compared to you, I'm a 34-years-old Brazilian Bucks fan. That's cool. Mm-hmm. Who doesn't know much about our team history. Well, that's what we're, we're here well, for. Well, that's what we're here for, yes. And for that, I'm glad I can hear you guys now on a weekly basis, and I hope you that's continue cool. this show during the offseason. Well, maybe uh, we'll just well, for Alexander. Yeah, we'll think about that. I... Do not want to put you on a spot. But I'm going to. This is bad, though. But if you were to choose, I like this question a lot. All right. What would you prefer? A team with a good to great defense, as what seems to be Tampa tradition. You were talking about that. Or a team like we have today with one of the better offenses in the league. And please, I know you you would choose a winning team, but that's not my point, okay? (laughs) This is good. He signs off by saying, since you did, thanks for reading. Ah, very good. <laughs> I like it. Definitely somebody who was listening somebody, all the way to the end yeah, of the show. Yeah, you can tell that wasn't made up. <laughs> I like it. Um, I'll let you go first. Well, I think as a fan, you 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 know, you know love seeing points scored. But I like good defensive games. I like smash mouth football. I like it when you can't get it done, at, you know, when the, an offense – I, I do. I, it might be because of following the Buccaneers for so much, so many years and knowing how much fun it is to see that. And I still believe, as as everyone seems to think, when you get to the championships, defense is what wins them. So I say defense. Not the last team. couple of years. Well, that's well, defenses haven't been very good. That's yeah. Why. Well, um, I'm going to go with you as well on defense. Um, this has kind of been fun. It's mainly for the numbers. It's mm-hmm. fun to have the notes to have one of the best offensive teams in the league. Um, but I've the, we've had so many, too many years in a row now where we've had too many games where you feel like you can't stop anybody, and those are the most frustrating games. We just can't stop anybody in some of these games. And knowing how it's felt to be working for one of those teams where that would never happen to you, you might have one or two bad games, but it wasn't that situation where they went on the field and you're like, we got no shot of stopping mm-hmm. anybody here. Uh, I, I loved those old days. You know, I don't remember the exact numbers, but we had a streak of something like 69 straight games with at least a sack yep. and 50 straight games with a turnover. And it's fun knowing you're going to get pressure on the quarterback. You're going to get take the ball away because you do it every single game. And I also think that if you were to drop a great defense into this league right now, it would be a lot of fun to be the best defense in a league that everybody's running up the score, that you might actually have a shot to stop some of that. Yeah, but I also, now that, it, that you know, listening to what you're saying, uh, the league changed. For sure. And that's the other thing. It, for Being being on the defensive side of the ball is so much harder now than it used to 100%. be. 100%. And so, I, you, you know, it, you may say because of all the rule changes, you might want you might want to have a team that can throw the, you know, can, can score a ton of points. So... Yeah, but that's yeah. not the question. No. Not what will work better right now, but yeah. which would we prefer? Yeah. Which would we would yeah. I prefer to be working for the team that was best at all, all the defensive categories and who would that be right now anyway? Chicago? Uh the Rams? Not necessarily. Mm, Who's the best? No, the Rams, defense? the Rams defense. I mean, you is, would have said Jacksonville. For, for as many players that the Rams have, their right. their defense isn't as strong it's as been, you would think. It's but had it's, its days. Well, they're winning, so they're putting a ton of points you, up. You could say Jacksonville, but they're not winning. No. But they're, they've got so much talent on defense. That's mm-hmm. part of the point here. That there's not one great defense that you can point to. And mm-hmm. go, it's not Baltimore. It's not Pittsburgh. It's not Houston, although they all have – their moments. I don't know. Pittsburgh looked pretty good against Carolina. Yeah, but the they still night. scored like 21 points or something like that. Yeah. They couldn't stop Christian McCaffrey, but it didn't matter. No. Uh, so I'm going to go defense on that Okay, one. me too. Me too? Yeah, I like it. 
That's a good question, though. Yeah. So we continue on with our uh, not new format because I think we'll go back to the old one when we get a guest. But today we have lots and lots of topics. We have no guests and we have lots of questions. So mm-hmm. we're just kind of sprinkling your questions in. All right. So, Jeff, we're three and six. The mm-hmm. Buccaneers are three and six. And uh, there's seven games left. Has a three and six team made the playoffs before? I think one did. Only one ever? Um, who? Uh, someone rolled seven off in a row. Yes. And, and that was Washington. Very good. Uh, 2012. Wait, did you really just come up with that? Do you see papers in front well, of me? Well, maybe you read something that I wrote. Well, maybe. I don't think I've written that yet, though. Oh, well, there you go. I mean, I wrote, I've, writ, I've written it upstairs, but it's a story okay. I haven't posted yet. I haven't yet. seen it I'm yet. I'm impressed. Thank you. That is correct. Is that, that is, true? Is that, it is that. It was that that's it, the most recent That was team. the one I was thinking. It was um, the RG3 team. I always remember, I want to say, in it was ni- in the mid-90s, 96, uh, San Diego lost four games in a row and then rolled off they and started went to the out Super Bowl. Four, yeah. yeah, yeah. But three and six. Since, since 1990, it's been done four times. Mm-hmm. It was something like Detroit, Carolina. No, Detroit, Jacksonville, and New England. I don't know which order in 94, 95, and 96. One of them did it each of those three years. Mm-hmm. And... Um, Three of the teams, including Washington, ran the table, finished ten and six, and one of them went six and one. I think that might have been the Detroit team went nine and seven and made the playoffs. Uh, so it can happen, but obviously, if I'm saying it's happened four times since 1990, it's not common, mm-hmm. but it can happen. It sure. And there's a there's a very uh, there's a common denominator between these four teams at, of what happened in their first nine games and what happened in their last seven games. Uh, something statistically that changed. Dramatically, from you want to know what it is, you can probably guess turnovers, turnover ratio, turnover ratio. The Washington team in 2012 was already pretty good, but they got even better mm-hmm. in the seven game win streak. And then the other three teams all had negative turnover ratios while falling behind, and then much better and positive turnover ratios in that seven game stretch to end it. Uh, none of them were as bad as negative 19, which is where the Bucks are now. Mm-hmm. Uh, so you can either look at that and say, all right, the Bucks are so bad in this regard that there's no way they can turn around. Or you can say, there's so much room for improvement there. Wow, there's so much room for improvement. You get just a couple turnovers. If you just win one game one to nothing or two to one or something, you don't have to do what we did in 2016 in the second half when we were the best turnover ratio team mm-hmm. in the league the second half. You just have to get two you're things. You're so far down that yeah. you only have to get this far up to make one, the difference. One, quit turning the ball over, and two, get a turnover. Ooh, and well, go tell Coach that. I'm going to. He, well, he, he might probably, not have thought of that. You know what? He's probably listening to this podcast as we speak. How is that possible? I don't know. That's impressive if he can do that since we're recording it. The we're not live. have ears. <laughs> <laughs> right. This is the Allie and Donovan studio also. Yep, so. so it might be bugged. There could be a mic hanging around something. They might bug it just in case they want to catch us saying it, something bad about Allie or Donovan. Because yeah. we like to say bad things about those guys. All oh, yeah. Time. Yeah. Constant. Terrible players. Yeah. Not nice people. No. Not funny. Mm-mm. That's None of that's true. No. All, All right. right, and you want another question? Yep, let's do it. Um, from Michael Cameron. Michael Cameron. <laughs> he, he starts with subject, uh-huh. colon, salt. Mm. Okay. All right. Hey, Scott and young Jeff. Thank you. <laughs> LOL, though, he says. Uh-huh. Great podcast with Shelton Quarles. Love that guy. Thank That'd you. We do, too. We do, too, yes. Mike from Venice here. Venice, Florida, right? I know. Venice Beach? I would think Venice. Venice I mean, it Florida. could be. Well, it could be Venice, California. It could be Venice, Italy. Italy. Venice, Florida. I'm but, guessing Florida. But continue. How about a guest named Brad Johnson, Warren Sapp, Dexter Jackson, Warwick Dunn, Brad Culpe- Culpepper, or, or maybe Hardy Nickerson, just because I can go salty. <laughs> just to name a few, I can go on and on and on, but you get the point. I'm fairly salty. Thumbs up emoji. Well, yeah. I mean, he's asking for all the big names from the Super Bowl right. there, essentially. Yeah. I mean, we could try. Sure. Uh, any of those guys local? I know Hardy mm. just stopped working for Illinois. Right. Brad Culpepper's local. Brad's local. Uh, Brad Johnson's Dexter up Johnson? in Georgia. Dexter Jackson? Uh, Dex is local, yeah. Oh, we should call him. Yeah, Dex is local. That's a great He'd idea. He'd probably even come Super in. Super Bowl MVP. Yeah, he'd probably even come in. Oh, let's do that. All right. Okay. Thanks, y'all. Oh, FYI, I don't have any questions about the team because I get where they're at. It sounds kind of like he's resigned to yeah, it. Yeah, really. And as a diehard Bucks fan for life, my blood cells all have Bucks jerseys and carry cannons. <laughs> sounds like a pretty nasty disease, actually. Uh, yeah. Might mm. want to have that looked at. Mm. Go Bucks! But answer me this. Wait a minute. Wait, wait, wait. Uh, How can you say you didn't have a question? Uh, this is just a joke. That's why. Oh. Didn't Monty Kiffin have offspring? LOL. What gives this? What gives with this defense playing soft? That's not Buccaneers defense. Yeah, Monty Kiffin. Have you not heard of Lane Kiffin? Yeah, I was just gonna say. <laughs> I don't think we're getting him in here. Yeah, no. And he never became like the 
prominent defensive coordinator. He's always no, he's an offensive guy. Yeah, and he's been a head coach. Mm -hmm. Where's he at now? He, Florida, so. He's over in yeah, if, um, Florida Gulf Coast or Florida uh, Florida Atlantic. That sounds right. Um, they're doing they they did pretty well last year. I don't know if they're doing well this year, but um, yeah, yes, he, he comes he comes with a lot of I don't want <laughs> to well I have There's to think a uh, baggage. Yeah. Uh, okay. Good. Nice guy though. I liked him when he when yeah. he used to hang I don't, out. Here. I don't think I ever really talked to him much. Mm -hmm. But his I talked to his wife Layla because mm -hmm. she was on our staff. Yes, she was. Layla Reeves, who became Layla Kiffin, um, son of a former player named John Reeves, mm -hmm. right? Yep. It all comes around. Uh, I don't think this defense is soft. No. Soft is how I would describe it. No. and You know that coming into, I haven't looked it up in the last two weeks, but coming into two weeks ago, the Buckners led the league in highest percentage of running plays that they stopped for losses. So the run defense has been good at sometimes, not good at others, but they are consistently getting guys. And that happened a lot in this last game. Adrian Peterson, especially at the end, started attack on the yards, but we got a lot of tackles for loss, lots of them. I think we had six in the game. I don't think that's the hallmark of a soft no, team. it's not. Um, you know, are we soft because we're not getting as many sacks as we, we want? They're still fighting up there. I don't, I don't see where you get soft out of that. Uh, because it's easy to say when you're not winning. Maybe because fans get frustrated when it looks like the defensive mm -hmm. backs are playing farther off the line. You'd like to be more aggressive, but that's been less of an issue this year. I think we've mixed that up. Yeah, I, I haven't, There were times in recent years when we've looked down that would be from true. the press box and yeah. go, why are why we giving him a 10-yard cushion on third and seven? <laughs> I don't think the defense is soft I, at all. I think I think what we're going to do for a salty dog is we're going to mic you up during a game no, and just roll that. the tape. No, you do not want that. <laughs> You do not want that. No, me neither, because I get really animated during the podcast, <laughs> and it's all during commercial breaks. So the IFB is probably one of the funniest, entertaining things there ever. There you go. I'm told that, so whatever. So maybe we could have outtakes someday. Uh-huh. Go ahead. All right. How many? How, many, how long have we been going so far? Uh, you're only at the 30. We're hitting 36. I think this is going to be minutes. one of our shorter ones, Jeff. Oh, that's you, fine. You throw out a topic. I don't we're covering everything. I like I like the questions. Okay, I like I think one. I think they're doing really well. It's almost it's, like it's it, 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 they're controlling where we're going with okay, this. But I like what they're asking. It's almost like um, our guest this week is the fans. Yes, that's what we've done. That was uh, smart. That's Maybe very we'll put that brilliant. On the tagline of the yes, show, right? Yes, we'll put that the in. The fans speak up. Yes, on the salty dogs. Mm -hmm. I like it. We pulled into port. And we picked up a bunch of fans for a tour. And they're not fair weather fans tour. either. No, you can tell. Well, Jeff, if they're listening to this podcast, they're not fair and that's weather what, fans. And that's what we're here so for. So thank you for thank all of you listening. Yes. And, and thank you for those accepting questions. And, and we try to get to almost all the questions. And generally, well, there are questions here that um, people clearly aren't happy about some stuff that's happening. Yeah. But everybody's being very cordial about it. Yeah. Well, we, can, can, we can have discussions can, about bad times without it devolving yeah. into name-calling, right? No. And, well, and there's no reason for it. There isn't. There's a reason to have a discussion, and we, I agree to disagree, but, you know. You can, there's a reason sometimes for yelling when you're watching your team and it's going bad and you're venting <laughs> at your TV. No, I will go along with that, yes. There's a little bit more than needs vitriol than needs to be on social media, if you ask me. Mm -hmm. um, it's hard to have any sort of real conversation about any topic because it's met most commonly with who cares, mm -hmm. bucks suck. Yeah. Yeah, that's always – that. once you say you suck, you got nowhere else to go. Yeah. So just move along. Well, you've made your point, but we're not going to talk. All right, from Kent Denny, who I think has had a question in here before. All these other ones were new guys. All right. Jeff and Scott, what's next? Each week, yes, I listen to you every week. Thanks, Kent. The discussion normally includes something like if the Bucks could piece together a good game on both sides of the ball, we could we could be in the running. That's fair. Mm, that's we have fair. said those things. Yes. It's not happening and today it looked like neither side I guess he wrote this on Sunday. Okay. It looked like neither side could get going. Well, so what's yeah. next? That's not true at all. We had our best defensive game game of the year. We fewest yeah. yards allowed. It was three hundred and five yards or something like that, which is good these days. And they real uh, and, and defensively they only gave up what was it? They gave up nine points. Well, no, I mean they gave up sixteen points, but three of those were after uh, uh, after they got I an interception. I, I thought I thought he threw a pick six. No, no, their touchdown was a pass. They oh, had a touchdown okay. and three field goals. Okay, okay. Um, but he did throw a pick. You're thinking of the one where the guy cut in front of OJ Howard. Yeah, and he did get down to I don't know the ten yard line or something, and the, the, the offense yeah. stopped him right, right there, and they got a field goal. So, I mean the defense. So you can't blame the defense for those three points mm -hmm. for sure. So as that's the way Dirk put it the other day. So they basically gave up 13 points, and that's totally fair. And um, and and I think that's probably the most frustrating thing of that game is you finally put together a strong defensive stand, 
and then you don't score points. And and, did, and you were moving the ball. Yeah. Uh, but that's kind of the point here from yeah. Kent. Um, so, so what's, what's next? next? Uh, so what's next? And then he, he lists a bunch of things. Fitz doesn't look comfortable, in my opinion. Disagree with that Disagree. one. Disagree. Too many turners. Uh, yeah. Yes. Very little to no scoring when we get in the red zone. Absolutely Absolute true this true. last game. Yes. But it hasn't been a massive problem throughout the season. Okay. Uh, kicking woes. Yep. True. T- took care hopefully, of that. Hopefully we took hopefully, care of that. Yes. And minimal takeaways. True. We okay. talked about all that. Those are definitely the problems. You got everything, but w- he, he nailed everything but the one. When he's, what was he saying that? Uh, uh, he was listing what he thinks are the big problems, yeah. I guess. Yeah. You mean you, we agreed with all? Yeah, we didn't we agree with Fitz doesn't look comfortable. Yeah, Fitz. He, yeah, I don't. I and that and that becomes the, um, I the the one thing I hate is I'm reading your body language. I I hate I hate when analysts talk about that. Oh. You know. Oh, I can see their body language. This is it. How do you know the guy just doesn't have gas? Leave him alone. <laughs> you know what I mean? Seriously. It, I think you can yeah. see it in drastic yeah. uh, instances. I think in baseball. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I watched yeah. high school baseball. Right. My, my son's team. And you could sometimes a pitcher, he does have bad body right. language. And that, and then you could see he's not going to pull out of the tailspin that he's in. But. I certainly haven't seen that from Fitz. No. And you don't. And uh, yeah, I'm, I'm not a big I fan think of that's, that. I like that, Jeff. I think you're right about that. And, and that's one of those things. Um, here's another example where uh, coaches often ask, coach cutters often ask about things like this. And they'll say, like, did, you know, Chandler missing that for obviously missing two field goals hurt you. But the fact that he missed that one and it was short right off the bat, did that, demor- did that demoralize the team at all? Um, and it's a fair question, but it's also completely unquantifiable. You could say yes, you could say no, but you can't prove either side. Maybe it's a motivator that, like, instead of worried about a kick, why don't we score a touchdown? Oh, yeah. Right. Yeah. I mean, I always, I always appreciated what Warren Sapp said when teams scored and they were celebrating. If and people would get mad that they were celebrating, but he goes, "Don't let them score." Then, if that, if that's your bitch, then don't let them score. Yeah. So, wow, pulling out the B word there. uh, Do I need that at that? I don't know. Okay. I know Um, what you meant. Yeah. Like a B word session. Yeah. I'm I'm just. Yeah. No, I'm just saying is. Is, if you don't we like something, a, we change might get it. might a PG-13 for this one. Okay. Well, we got to make it a little salty, so go ahead. That's true, but, you know, that line has been said a lot yeah. throughout the years. If you don't like the, how they celebrate scoring, don't let them score. And that is true, but also some teams and some players can do so in a more irritating manner. You have to admit that's <laughs> yes, true. I, I, know, that. I know there's a quarterback <laughs> in our division that you feel that way about. Oh, the, well, there's a quarterback in our division that I feel that way for a reason. When he's a front runner, when he's winning and playing well, he's all Mr. Smiles. When he's not, he doesn't want to talk to anybody. He puts a tile over his head but and and then pouts. This, so this person I, shall remain nameless. I, I just say, be what you are. If you're going to be boasting and being out there when you're winning, then when you're losing, you need to stand up. I'm just saying. Fair. I was more right. talking about um, like taunting type of celebrating. Yeah, same, same. Yeah, same. That, that that falls underneath the same I, it's, category. It's okay with me to get mad if somebody's being taunting about yeah. their celebrating. No, I to me, I I mean, I'm not down on the field with it. It to, to me, I just look at it and say, hey, just be this, be the same. Act like you've been there. Act well. If you're acting that way when you're winning, you need to also be pretty solid when you're losing, and not you know all of a sudden, oh yeah, you know. I think most guys are that too. Yes. Well, the uh, profession. You know, the funny part is, I always. It, it cracks me up because people go, oh, they don't care. They're just taking their, their check. They don't care. This is what they do for a living. If they don't play well, they're out of work. Not to mention the way that football works as compared to some of the other sports. You spend one entire week grinding for an entire week in order to get three hours right. Mm-hmm. And if you get you do all that work, and it's hard work, and then you get there – and then those three hours don't go well. It's like we spent all that time on that, and then this is what we get. They care a lot. Yeah, and and what's the and yes, there's there's some big money. There's no question, but not everybody makes that big money. Yeah, but and even the guys that don't make big money make big money compared to the average person. Yes, but they only do it for like three to four well, years, true. and you're true. not retiring on it that because you true. have another thirty years, thirty five years of, if yeah. not more, to live on. True. So, um, I'm I'm not I I just don't I I. I just don't believe when people say, oh, they don't try, they don't care. Well, that's 100% just, not true. Yeah, I know. All right, and uh, so the question here, after listing all these um, 
obvious mm -hmm. issues with the team is what's next. Well, to me, what's next is either you get your turnover issue resolved and you start winning some games. I think it's a long shot to win all seven mm -hmm. and make the that's playoffs. A, that's a fair but assessment. that's the goal. That's the or goal. you don't get the turnover situation resolved, and what's already been happening will continue to happen. Since it's not as simple as saying we're going to throw ten more passes, which you could do, if you, if you said we need to throw the ball more, then you can choose to throw the ball more. If you say we need to get more turnovers, you can't just choose to do it. Mm-hmm. And it's some some of it is luck and some of it is situational and and uh, it, but it has to happen if this is going to get turned around. That's the one thing that has to happen. So it's either that or the, yeah. it's, that's what's next, yeah. Kent. We're either going to get that issue resolved and win more or not. Well, if you're if you're not getting turnovers, then don't make any turnovers. Well, true. I think we'd win yeah. most games if it was zero zero. Right. So yeah. if you can't get a turnover, then. Yeah. Go the other way. And that you have a little more control of. And let's just widen that to to just say mistakes in general because mm -hmm. like the botched snap was not oh. a turnover, but no. it had essentially the same effect as a turnover. Yeah, and and it it's it's I just that, that whole game I just kept it would be one thing what ever. what's going to happen next? What yeah. what's going to happen next? And that last time we had a first and goal at the two and did you feel like we were surely going to get in? Yes. Yes. And then the, the pass to Mike that we, we talked about in the we sack. Do, we do a thing at the end of the – well, um, we have a tweet that goes out. It's called the call of the game, and it tells you, hey, join us in the post game. Okay. And I was holding out because I thought we were going to have a touchdown pass oh, yeah, to, yeah. To, 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 to win the game. Oh, yeah. Because, because that whole – that I did not think that game was over with until it was over with. Even I after thought, the sack I, fumble? And yes. When there was only – they had the ball with like four minutes left and we needed two touchdowns? I was still hoping against hope. Well, that's different than you know feeling like the game's over. Well, did you think it was over in the four minute mark total after the Fitzpatrick fumble, fumble and they had the ball and we needed to well, score two more true. times? That's true. You're you're 100 correct yeah. that it can yeah, happen. It can happen, but yeah, that's we true. needed to score there, and it looked like mm -hmm. we we're going to to make it 16 to 10, and then we'd had four minutes left and we just needed one stop, and I right. think we had at least a timeout or two left, and so I think we would have had ample opportunity to score again. Of course, we didn't get that stop, as it turned out, until and, and you a few know seconds were left. And what's crazy, it's not like it's just the same guy that there's a problem with. You know? That's true. Because and that, and then you'd say, okay, we'll move this guy out. Stop you know? letting yeah. Quiz carry the ball or catch the ball if he's <laughs> yeah. going to fumble. It just yeah. happened to him one time on a fluky play. I don't know. I don't know. But, you know, got seven left. Got to keep playing. Yeah. Um, going to the Giants next. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that's the the guy that I'm – I hope they chose to mic up uh, JPP for they that are. game. Oh, they are? Yeah. That, I, I probably shouldn't have said that, but yeah. – Well, that's something for fans to look forward yeah, to. Yeah. From a rumor – rumor has it. Hey, we'll do it this way. You never know, People right? – some people say that <laughs> – That's the classic – Yeah, that's, that's a classic, classic if reporter gonna, question. Yeah, yeah if you got to ask a question – A lot and, of people yeah, are saying, yeah. Coach – Coach, yep. It's not me, but a lot of people are saying that uh, you really should yeah. switch your quarterbacks here. you got to own it, man. Yeah. Exactly. But uh, anyway. But, yeah, I do believe that's going to happen, which is really nice. Yeah, that'll be fun. He's at eight sacks. He hasn't had any of the last two games. No. But if you'd have a guy – I know. <laughs> we're spoiled, right? If, you, if, you, if you'd have told me that he was going to get at least one sack in six of the first nine games, I'd, I'd say, yes, I, please. Do you think he didn't circle this game when yeah, he realized so, – So he's at eight. He gets two. And it's not like Eli Manning is Mr. Yeah. Mobile back there. Yeah, he's just, lost yeah, all his mobility. Yeah, yeah. So um, – so if he Monday get two night sacks, game, they're coming from the West Coast. They're tired. I can I can play I like that it. role. I, like yeah, I can do all of that. Whatever. If he could get two, then he'd have ten, and he'd, he'd break that drought. Yep. Since uh, Simeon Rice in 05, and it would be great Jesus if it Christ. happened in that way. Yeah. Good. So. so yes, I hope he is, and I'm going to go upstairs after this and make sure he is mic'd up. So. You bet you've heard that. Through, yeah, that's what I did. Yeah, line. I did. I heard that. That uh, yeah. They mic up somebody for every game, mm -hmm. and they try to get ones that seem relevant. Yeah, and obviously that's the best. That would be the best one, and 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 the player gets to decide too. Well, he doesn't have to say yes. Yes, yeah. correct. So, but most of our guys have been pretty good. Yeah, about they're that. very good about it. Yeah. Um, they get it. Yeah, and some of them are, are more entertaining when mm -hmm. it's all said and done than others. And I, I also believe it's how the game's going too. They had, I think, uh, for the Monday night, the surprisingly engaging Monday night game last night between those Giants. Yes. And I was watching for um, research purposes because yes. those are the next two teams we're going to play. That's very true. Uh, <laughs> so I was breaking it down. Just so making sure give, you give knew what's going notes. on. Yeah. Yep. 
Uh, Casey didn't see any tape on this, this game. <laughs> surprisingly entertaining games throughout. Yes. Yes. And uh, I was kind of rooting for San Fran just because the Nick Mullen story is fun. Mm-hmm. The, the young quarterback that Todd Monken knows so yeah. well. Kyle's there, our buddy John True, Lynch. John Lynch. They kept showing yeah. him on the sideline at the end. Yeah. He's perfected that GM come down to the oh, sideline at yeah. the end thing. Oh, yeah. I like it. Yep, yep. Uh, so um, where was I going with that? The Giants. Uh, Giants, JPP being Mike. No, we're already up done with that. And yeah. okay. we it's, move it's on. Lost. It's gone well, forever now. Well, it's, it's where do we go from here? We go to New York and hopefully get a win. That's where we're, that's that's the end of that question. Next question. You know, the last time we went to New York was that crazy game yep. in the Shiano era, yep. 41 to 34, where they had yep. 604 yards of offense. Mm-hmm. But it was 34 to 34 with mm-hmm. one minute left. And? They scored. Andre something or other. Was that? Uh, Hakeem Nix. That the wasn't the Levante David push. No, that was the Jets. That was the Jets. That okay. was crap. Yeah. I, that's one of my least favorite calls. downs. <laughs> penalty calls <laughs> since I've been here. That was I understand. Bull. Yes. All right. One more question. All right. Um, from Peter Roy. We have a Dan Roy here. On yeah. Stage. Or it could be Peter Wah, like the old, um, ah, like the old Colorado goalie. Avalanche yeah, goalie. goalie. Yes. What's his first name? Uh Oh, Patrick Waugh. Patrick Waugh. Patrick Waugh. I had to think about it. Hey, Scott and Jeff. Hey. Hey, Peter Waugh. I'm a Central Florida native and have been a Bucks fan since December 2, 1979. That's really specific. Wow. Oh, it's because it's when he went to his first Bucks game. Good for him. They got beat by the Bears. Yeah. But they won mo- They, they won, won 10 the championship. They went to the NFC championship yeah. game in 79. Continue. I have been living in Germany now since 1994. So our okay. our podcast, is, our questions have included one guy from Brazil, one guy from Germany or in Germany, and another guy that we'll just pretend is from Venice, Italy. Okay. So we're, we're really, we're really an international podcast. We're, we're going worldwide. It's the World Wide Web. <laughs> our, our reach is extensive. Yes. Now to my salty question. Hmm. Oh, he's, I didn't finish. He's, he oh. says he usually makes it back to Tampa to catch at least one home game a season. That's, I wish I could travel to another country yeah. once a year. That's Some cool. Some people have the life. Yeah. What do you think both of the curse of Doug Williams? Oh, by the way, <laughs> the, the title, the subject line for this was exorcism needed, question mark. Okay. Uh, the curse of Doug Williams, and is there any chance of an exorcism before we start the 2019 season? The Winston Fitzmagic carousel. Seems to be stuck in a death spin with poor Ryan Griffin watching in the wings. This is really entertainingly written. It is time to finally see what the Bucks. Is it time to finally see what the Bucks have in Griffin? Since the worst he could do is throw five ints in a game. No, the worst he could do is be Nathan Peterman. Mm-hmm. Anyways, I love y'all podcast and I listen to it flying down the Audubon on the way to work. Uh, he can go as fast as he wants to Keep go. Keep up the great work and stay salty. My dad once told me that he got to ride in a car on the Audubon, and um, he said. The driver, because they're going like 160 miles uh-huh. an hour, he says they do not engage in the conversation. They are very, they're, they're just very focused focused on just driving. Um, and they get out of the left lane and go to the right lane unless they're going to pass and they get into the left well, lane. Well, everybody should do that all the time. That's why I bring it uh. up. But yes. You know where they do that very well? I noticed it was in upstate New York. We were yes. in upstate New York for a baseball tournament, and everybody did it the right way. Well, I, it felt it, like I was in my, I was amongst you my could, people. You uh, could, uh, you also, in, in, in the state of New York, you can get a ticket for not using your turn signal when you make a turn. Oh, I don't like that. Yeah. I'm, so, I'm really bad about I that. I know. That's why I bring it up. I've been behind so you before. So maybe I won't go list, live up in <laughs> okay. upstate New York. Um, first of all, all right. First of all, the exorcism thing, that's yeah. silly. Okay. I know it's funny, all but right. it's silly. All right. It used to be Doug Williams. There were curse of Doug Williams. And explain why. And that was because he was here and we won and it came for a contract time and they couldn't come to terms. They didn't want to pay him. At that time, I think the money was like $600,000 a year. <laughs> you know, So it was, it was just craziness. And um, Doug left. He went to the USFL. And that, then he, well, he, he then there, and then he went to um, Washington. Washington, and he wins the Super Bowl. So that, if there was a curse there, it's over with because we won a Super exactly. Bowl That's during that time. Say. Okay. The other curse was those orange uniforms. Those were the worst <laughs> ever. Oh, change the uniforms. The team will win. All right. So it kind of happened that way. All right. We changed the uniforms. Now you talk to people. Hey, why aren't we wearing the orange uniforms? Let's yeah. bring them back. Oh, they're so cool looking. Absence now. makes and, the heart grow fun. Yes. And if you notice that, what makes all that go away is one thing. 
Winning? Winning. Yeah, but that's the point. If you actually yes. believe in an exorcism or a curse, then you think you aren't going to win until mm-hmm. it, the curse is lifted. But your point, your first point was the right one. Yeah. We've won a Super Bowl. Yeah. So it, did, did the curse just get suspended for a couple of years while we were really good and then it came back into place? No. I mean, if you're talking curses, Cleveland Browns. <laughs> so what are they cursed by, though? Well, here's another craziness. You know, Detroit Lions have never won a Super Bowl. Why is that crazy? Well, uh, look how long they've been around. I know, but it's not crazy. But it it's, is. It's heartbreaking for their fans. I understand that, but but what I'm saying. Is, but the idea of a curse is the team. The team does something yeah. it shouldn't have done, and then it pays right. the price. And and, no and actually, one, yeah. the, 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 okay, we make Doug sure Williams. You could probably say maybe they should have signed. Make sure everybody understands. Is that the goat going to Wrigley Field? Is that uh, that? See, that's a curse. <laughs> make sure everybody understands that that was a different ownership. Yes. Okay. And it was totally. also it was also different times when you didn't have the salary cap and the minimums and so on. This kind of thing. Would, and there wasn't any free agency then. Right. So um, the situation was was right, or in Doug's case, wrong for an owner to be a penny pincher and to try to squeeze one of his players. Mm-hmm. And uh, fortunately for Doug. The USFL came along at just the right time to give him yep. a different option, and then he ended up with Washington, which is awesome. So it worked out great for Doug, and yep. he's been back. He's been back. Well, he's in the ring. He's of in honor. the ring of honor. So I saw him Sunday. I did too. Yeah, yeah. It was so great to see him. He was here with his the team he works for now. Uh, it was, you know, it's funny. You forget all the people that that are with Washington. You know, I yeah, saw Paul uh, Kelly. I, I saw Paul Kelly. I was actually in. This is kind of crazy. I was in the uh, uh, Washington locker room. Why? Well, they're Spy? radio. You're no, fine? no. Well, this is kind of funny. Um, their radio um, team was having issues, so they saw me and they said, "Hey, Jeff, can you help us out? We're trying to locate a line." I said, "Sure." So I'm in there, and we get that squared away. And as I'm talking to the guy, all of a sudden I hear someone go, "What's he doing in here?" <laughs> and I was about to turn around to say something smart, and it was PK, it was, it was Paul funny. Kelly, <laughs> and so we had a great conversation about 20 minutes. But and, you really should have taken that opportunity to drop a microphone in there, yeah, somewhere. and see what was going on. Yeah. No, that would be. Uh, of course, if we wanted to do that, we could do that. Yeah, six you days do that. Week yeah, yeah, before they ever get there. Uh, and then I saw, and I saw Doug Williams, and it was good seeing Doug. Uh, his daughter lives down here. She interned here. His daughter uh, works. Um, she's marketing for someone. And then, and then I saw um, Bruce Allen. I spent a few minutes Bruce with Bruce Allen. Allen. Yeah, yeah. so one. yeah, the only one I didn't get to see was Jay. Jay Gruden. Yeah, I, I, who used to be on our staff. Yes. So. So. Um, the, and then he says the Winston Fitzmagic carousel seems to be stuck in a dustbin. Yeah, Not uh, really. Uh, I mean, look at the numbers. No. The turnovers are a problem. But hang on to the wheel as you're listening to this. Yeah, right. Because, no, it's not Please. a death spin. And, and Ryan Griffin waiting in the wings. There's something to that. Yes. Well, uh, you got to know what he does. Yeah, Eventually, you're going to have to make a decision. Yeah. The, again, as you talked about the quarterbacks and going to going back to Winston, maybe in December if things don't go mm-hmm. well, that's all, another thing that could be considered is giving Ryan Griffin a shot because Coach has always said it's a catch-22 because we believe the only thing he's lacking is experience, but finding the chance to give him that experience yeah. is not – and how do you and how do you know? I mean, does three games looking at a guy for three games is that going to tell you? Thank you, absolutely, hundred percent true. Thank you. I don't. I mean, that's the part I don't understand. Yeah, if he lights it up, is that your guy? I mean, well, how many guys have you seen light it up and then you say that's our guy and yeah. then not light it? Well, up? Well, Nick Mullins, well, he yeah. had a great first game. It wasn't too bad in this last one. Is he the answer? No. If you go, if you look at, if you look at the Rams two years ago, they didn't think they had a quarterback. You ask today, they got a quarterback. It's the same guy. So I don't think the Rams necessarily felt that way. I don't know. Jeff Fisher wasn't real high on him. <laughs> well, well, there you go. <laughs> Maybe <laughs> that's a good thing. Case close. I like this. I, I kind of like the, uh, the the questions like this. That was fun. Well, like yeah. I said, this, this podcast episode, our special guest was the fans, mm-hmm. and they've done a really good job. Yes, thank you. Um, so what else? Is there anything in this question to be unpacked that we haven't? No, I think we Ryan covered Griffin it. Ryan Griffin winning the wings. Yeah. Uh, Worst he could do is throw five interceptions in a game. Uh, that's not technically true. That's not. No, you could do a you lot could throw worse. Six interceptions yes, in a game. Yes. Or five and a fumble. And then you get, why do you have him in there? Why <laughs> is he in there? And if would that prove that he's not the answer if he had one bad game? I no. mean you need to give him at least the Nathan Peterman experience so we know <laughs> I've brought him up twice now. He got uh he finally got cut, didn't he? <laughs> I was assuming they were going to when one uh-huh. of the other guys was healthy. Did that actually happen? I think he did. Well, he was with Buffalo, right? Yeah, and he was still on the team this past weekend. Yeah, they no, started I, Matt Barkley. No, I, think he got, I, think he got, I think he got cut yesterday. <laughs> You'll have to look at that. But I, for some reason, I think because uh, he played one game in December and he didn't even get to complete the game because he had a concussion. So I, I, I think he got cut. 
What, what are you talking about? <laughs> he played a game in December. It's this last year's last December. Well, he played a bunch this year too. Yeah, but I'm just saying he 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 started out bad last year. Oh, well, so. yeah, he has not really had a good game yet. Um, no, his numbers are positively Hedbergian. You know what I mean by that? No, I have no idea. If you look at the all-time stats for Buccaneer quarterbacks, every quarterback the Bucks have ever had, mm-hmm. at the very bottom with a 0.0 pass rating, which is very hard to do, mm-hmm. is a man named Randy Hedberg. Oh, I remember him. Uh, only, only most diehard fans would probably remember it. Bucks fans would remember that name, and I don't. It, it, I'm not trying to. I I didn't know him. I wasn't here then, and the team was terrible. Yes. Because this was like uh, in 1978. Yeah. So the team was terrible. But I remember the name. And all the quarterbacks back then had bad numbers. So I'm sure Randy Hedberg had other better times. But during his time here with the Bucks, he had a 0.0 pass rating, which is really, really hard to do. If if I walked into the game, that might, took one snap and threw the ball out of bounds, I'd have a 39.6 that, pass they, rating. They, um, that, that might be a record never broken. Well, yeah. Maybe, maybe match. He threw 90 passes. Right. I think he completed you, 25 of them. You know what I'm – Ten picks, no touchdowns. Wow, you know what I'm. But most... that team was terrible. Let's emphasize yes. this again. It was yes. like seventy-seven or seventy-eight. The team was yeah. terrible. Yeah, yeah. But, well, a lot of years of bad football. Yeah. Well, in the seventies. Yeah. Well, three. Mm-hmm. Then three seventy-nine. Bad they played well. Eighty. They didn't make the playoffs. Eighty-two. They made the playoffs. Eighty-one. Also. Eighty-one. Eighty-two. Yeah. yeah. And then the bad times. And, and then, then the Glazers bought the team, and then you got the the surge. The, the new owners. The new what order it went in? New owners. New uniforms. No, what was 96? Oh, new coach. New coach. New, new owners 95, new coach 96, new uniforms 97, new stadium in 98, mm-hmm. NFC Championship game in 99, Super Bowl in 2002. Yep. Those were good times, oh, Jeff. fun. We need those times to come back. They're coming back. And Maybe they'll start now. Hey, hey and what? the season before they came back, the Buccaneers were in a situation kind of like they are now, got hot down the stretch, didn't make the playoffs, mm-hmm. but showed that they were a good team. Right. And then it all took off from there. So, at, at the very least, that's what we can hope for. And that's and that's what's going to hopefully happen in New York. That's a good place to end it. I think. Okay, really good. Can you believe we killed an hour? <laughs> <laughs> well, we had all our special I know. guests. Hey, thanks we had for five doing that. Send us. And I love the fact that they're from all over the world. I like that. Yep, get you, I'm going to get you out of the country, even if we don't, even if it's not on um, somewhere that we're playing, because I know you've been out of the country. Right. Well, yeah. Yeah. I've been keep, to Canada. No, you've been, I've been to, to Mexico, you've been to, I've been to Tokyo. You've been to London. Tokyo? Yeah, you're a world think, traveler. I think our next stop is Costa Rica. Mm, I want to go to Costa Rica. Yeah, I want to go beautiful. down fishing down there. Yeah, yeah. About fishing. I, know you don't I don't like care golf. about golf. I don't care about fishing. All right, well, hey, but I'm glad you care about the salty dogs. Very good. Till next week, since you did, thanks for listening. <laughs>